Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. McDonald's has announced that next month it'll begin testing its new meatless McPlant burger. In that case, uh, just the cash in the register, said the Hamburglar. (laughs) Go over to Wendy's. Speaking of meatless, we were talking about that's a joke from a long time ago because everybody's on strike because of the writer's strike, which somebody texted yesterday. Unless you guys mentioned it, I would never know this was happening. That's the problem the writers have. Yeah. Oof. Oof is right. Um, But we were talking about the state dinner tonight. Modi is in town uh, in Washington, D.C. We're treating India the way they deserve to be treated. And so, the, so uh, it's a vegetarian is the is the meal because they are, Modi is a, is a vegetarian uh, because that fits in with his religion. And so, so it isn't just cows that are sacred; all meat is sacred. Interesting. Okay. Because the belief is, because we got a text from some people who practice this sort of thing. The, the belief is that we're all re- reincarnated as animals. Oh, right. And so, and for some reason, I guess in America, because when we think meat, we think cow, it just became a, they don't eat cows. They uh, don't eat cows, but it's the meat in general. Hmm. Um, and then we got this text who said, uh, oh, sorry, I lost it. Here it is. Uh, we got this text. Um, I had an Indian professor who I was surprised I saw him eating beef one time. He said, this is an American cow. It's not my relative. <laughs> wow. People want the beef. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah, I don't know that much about it, but I do know this. 
India is going to be the biggest country on earth in a very short time, and their economy is growing by leaps and bounds, unlike China's, which is in serious distress right now. Well, and was going to be anyway. Then you add in the fact that Foxcom is moving out of there as fast as they can and a whole bunch of other different corporations. I remember the Wall Street Journal having an article last year of companies need to make their plan to get out like yesterday because this this whole United States versus China thing could turn so sour so fast that mm-hmm. you're building stuff. Everything is stuck there and you can't get it out. And then what are you going to do? So you need to transition away from China now. Well, that is starting to happen, and a lot of it's going to India or other places. But um, but back to this. So the, the state dinner tonight, the menu will be vegetarian. In accordance with Mr. Modi's diet, uh, it will be an optional fish entree. The first course will be a marinated Malay. Millet? What is it? You're fancy. I'm not. Millet? Uh, Malay? How do you spell it? M-I-L-L-E-T. I don't know what that is. Okay. And Now a mullet. I know what a mullet is. <laughs> Is that like a, is a millet like a mullet? If I show up in my mullet, don't give me a millet. I want a hamburger. Uh, grilled corn kernel salad and compressed watermelon. I like my watermelon scorched down tight. Oh, and yeah. avocado sauce, followed by a main course of stuffed portobello mushrooms and creamy saffron-infused risotto. Then yeah. a sumac-roasted sea bass will be available upon request. Give me that! Give me the SRSB! That's what I'm looking for. The sumac-roasted sea bass. Well, I had a nice fish dinner last night. I could eat fish five days a week. Love it. I haven't had f- a fish to eat in the last 10 years. Maybe longer. Wow, really? Yeah. Are you anti-fish or just a uh, habit? I just never think of it. I got some restaurants I can recommend. Yeah. Uh, then they're going to have... going to have uh, to wear a shirt, though, so... Ah, uh, well... <laughs> I didn't tell you. I did. I'm. I'm. Um, I'll tell you where I'm the worst at parenting. There's some things I think I'm pretty good at. The worst I'm at. You know, I, I got to interject before you get to the the point of that. That was a, a ridiculous and idiotic thing for me to say. Jack is standing in front of me in a beautiful white dress shirt and a sport coat. He is by far the best dressed member of the staff. And here I am suggesting that he is some sort of yo-ho who's going to wander into a restaurant bare-chested. That was the depths of stupidity, and I apologize. Implying I'm some sort of shirtless rube. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. You're making a point about parenting. Here I am head-to-toe in the suit. Right. I know. Um, It's unspeakably stupid. Where I fall the most in parenting is uh, the eating for my kids, and part of that is being a single dad with uh, zero cooking skills, and I mean zero, and no time, which is part of the whole single parent thing I've I've come to learn. But um, uh, so I, I really fall down on that, and I might get my kids taken away just from their diet. And the other night we did a bang bang at their request. A bang bang is. Uh, do you know what a bang bang is, Katie? A bang bang. No, that's when you eat two meals back to back. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. And a real bang-bang. We didn't do a real bang. A real bang-bang is you got to eat two meals back-to-back of completely different things. So I saw this on um, um, uh, Louis C.K.'s show. Him and his friends used to do bang-bangs, and they're both giant fat guys because that's the sort of person who does bang-bangs. But they would would sit around and talk about what kind of bang-bang we're going to do. How about steakhouse, then Italian? Nah, I'm not feeling that. Okay, how about uh, we'll do sushi... Then French. All right. Oh. And then you do two restaurants back to back. And I've done it oh. a few times. <laughs> like, Henry and I went to Red Robin and then IHOP. Hamburgers and French fries. Then when we went, 
<laughs> made pancakes. We did that like last year sometime. We did a bang bang. Wow. We did a bang bang the other night. Uh, it doesn't count because it was the same kind of food, but it was in and out then McDonald's. That is some poor parenting right there. Well, I get it, but he's, he's sick growing. Huh? He's growing, but how do you feel after <laughs> all of that? True. That's true. The 11-year-old and the 13-year-old can pull it off easier than I can. We went to In-N-Out, burgers and fries, then McDonald's burgers and fries. Back I couldn't to back. do that physically. I think you need to feed him some millet. I think you <laughs> Which, actually, to let you know, resembles a quinoa. It is a, it's a grain. Okay, cool. I say, is that a quinoa or a millet? I've never said in my life. <laughs> I'm going to say that at my next get-together. It's a tater tot, is what they'll say. <laughs> it's not a millet? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I'm not going to rant and rave like I did last hour. I get so fired up about protecting women's sports and and, and women's rights and, and the Orwellian effort to make us say things that we know to be untrue as an act of submission. A woman is a man. A man is a woman. Get on your knees and repeat it. Not gonna. Anyway, one mini rant for you, and then I'll give up the floor. We were talking yesterday yesterday about the catastrophic drop in test scores for American students nationwide. Uh, The drop in reading scores was bad, but it wasn't as bad as math. And I'd come across this and forgotten it. This is confessed, if you will, in the New York Times. In some districts, they're explaining why there was such a huge drop and um, and some of the other trends, like the percentage of 13-year-olds enrolled in algebra has declined to 24% from 34% just a few years ago. So from a third some, to a quarter. It, 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 because, I, get your, because I did take algebra, I could do that very quickly. Thank you. (laughs) So this is going to make your blood boil. If you've ever wanted boiling blood in some districts and states, notably California, there has been a push to equalize math education by placing fewer eighth graders into advanced math. So I referenced Orwell seconds ago. Now let's go to Kurt Vonnegut and uh, and, uh, Harrison Bergeron. They're trying to equalize achievement by denying the bright students the chance to get into advanced math or or you could even maybe that's happening or certainly just they're happy when there are fewer kids that qualify for the advanced math they think that's a good thing isn't that weird well they're eliminating the chance when they see those numbers go up they think awesome that's great there are fewer kids doing the advanced math that's fantastic we're getting more equal Wow, what a way to look at things. Well, by eliminating chances for kids to take advanced math, they are saying with a straight face, we have eliminated a great deal of the inequity in math scores. These people are evil, man. And insane. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. He's going to fight Mark Zuckerberg. I got that story coming up. Um, Wait, what? uh, That is so insane. If you walk away from, okay, now we have 50-50 kids in regular math and advanced math, and it used to be like 80-20. And if you walk away from that and think, awesome, you're crazy. You're mentally ill. Yeah, you are guilty of the crimes that Orwell and Vonnegut and Huxley and all the great thinkers of the 20th century warned us about. How do you get that crazy? 
It's clearly a thing. It's existed forever. Those people, some of those examples you gave there, that stuff was written like close to 100 years ago. Um, right. So mm-hmm. that, that has existed forever. How do you get so crazy that you think bringing some people down and having more equality makes people, it's better for who? How? I know. I, I consider it obscene, oppressive, inhuman. Wow. I can't even California is leading the way, by the way. Vote Gavin Newsom. I can't even hardly wrap my head around that. Somebody who would cheer more basic math and less advanced math. Yeah. Wow. I know. I promised I wouldn't rant and rave all okay. hour, so I, I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to leave it alone. I appreciate you you taking the ball and running with it. Uh, socialism is the philosophy of failure. Winston Churchill. Uh, Socialism yeah. is the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. The, wow, that's great. Is that that's the all one quote? Yeah, that's Churchill. That, yeah, that's the full quote. That is fantastic. That's the best thing he ever said. Second only to. Yeah, but in the morning, I'll be sober and you'll still be ugly. That's right. the when sw- a woman said, Mr. Churchill, you are drunk. <laughs> yes, but in the morning, I'll be sober. You'll still be ugly. Yes. <laughs> now, s- I've got one more for you. Okay. Unless, unless you have more of your frivolity. Uh, he, he said that in 1948. Uh, here's something you said before the House of Commons in 45. The inherent vice of capitalism is the unequal sharing of blessings. The inherent virtue of socialism is the equal sharing of miseries. So there are some on the socialist, like socialist California, who believes if if somebody is less miserable and you bring them down, that has improved humanity. That is a sickness. I'd say you're nuts. Um, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are going to have a cage match, it would appear. Also... Uh, does anybody else know what he's talking about? <laughs> more people are using. I haven't seen this. More people are using marijuana, and businesses are trying to figure out how to do that. Corporations and uh, quick update on the whole submersible Titanic thing. It doesn't take much of an update. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, a couple of them are just regular old rich people. So my guess is that the stress levels are pretty high in there. Um, as the oxygen depletes, their functionality is going to decrease. So, I mean, I can't think of a more miserable death, personally. Ooh, that's rough. That's a former Navy SEAL who's been down real deep in the Navy's version of that kind of ship. And there, there are only a couple of things on Earth that can go that deep. And one of them is stuck on the bottom of the ocean, it would seem. You could do that sentence in past tense, I think, since, according to the math, they ran out of oxygen quite a few hours ago. Um, so that's really the end of that story. I mean, maybe someday they find this thing and bring it to the surface. There's a chance they never find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could well be stuck on the wreckage. But there's, until somebody designs something similar, we're not going to know for sure. There's almost zero chance of them being rescued alive at this point. I mean, really close to zero. Yeah, that's what I understand. So that's the update on that. Um, what order do I want to do these things? Oh, coming up, I got something great. Mark Halpern wrote a piece of the questions they should ask Joe Biden at the press conference today. So whenever there's a state dinner with another world leader, or whenever a world leader's at the White House, state dinner or not, they take questions very limited. Uh, usually two. Today it's going to be one. but uh, One he, question? I think it's one each oh. from Modi and Biden. There's your most transparent administration in American history. But anyway, we'll go through the questions that should be asked, and they're, they're pretty good. Um, one in six American adults now say they smoke marijuana. And according to the Wall Street Journal... Employers are trying to decide how much that matters and how to deal with it. According to a recent Gallup data, it has eclipsed cigarette smoking as the most common kind of smoking that exists in the United States. And expanding legalization of the drug has led more companies to scrap employee drug testing. You just gotta. I had a buddy who said our biggest problem in hiring people is we can't get anybody who passes a drug test. We find mm-hmm. somebody like them, everything's great. They, they smoked marijuana, you know, last weekend. And so we can't hire. Well, that's just ridiculous, obviously, especially if it's legal in whatever state you're in. 
Instead, many employers are leaning on managers to spot signs the workers are impaired on the job and determine what to do when they are. For one thing, some companies say being high at work isn't necessarily a fireable offense. <laughs> what? Well, it depends what you do, I guess. What, 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 what job would you have where it's okay to be high at work? And I'm not distinguishing this from being drunk at work. See, that's what I don't get. You've leapt from can't pass the drug test, which, what, it stays in your body for like a month. So mm-hmm. two weekends ago at a concert, you smoked dope. And you and you, you're in trouble today at work versus I'm high at work. Those are two completely different things. How did we leap yeah. from one to the other so quickly? That is funny. <laughs> I, I've known people who are like all day stoners sure. and were yep. quite good at their jobs. I mean, just depends on the gig and your your physiology. Well, I've worked with a few all day drunks, sales guys actually. I've I've worked mm-hmm. with a few all day drunks who were. They worked great, but they shouldn't have been driving around, probably. But, no, um, certainly not. Yeah. But anyway, I just think it was funny that they they leapt from the drug testing; it's still in your system to high at work with like yeah. like without any transition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, those are very different things in my mind. It used to be you test positive, see you later, says this partner with some company that informs employers on what they should do who says he has trained employees at more than a dozen companies to spot the signs of drug-related impairment in the past two years. Once again, you're putting together two things that are completely different. You tested positive for smoking marijuana sometime in the last month, so we're trying to spot people who are high at work. I'm just stoned. I don't think there's anything wrong with having the same rules we've always had of you can't be high or drunk or any of those things at work. Yeah, I guess it depends on the business and your needs. If a guy's a bus busser or something, a bus boy, and he's he's baked, but he's doing a good job, do you fire him for that? I say no. According in the current labor environment, uh, well, yeah, but I doubt it would be your official policy. But uh, right, yeah, fair enough. According to people I know who've worked, especially in high end kitchens, everybody's drunk or high. That's just part of the gig. Well, I have, uh, to my shame, occasionally consorted with marijuana fiends, and so I'd be happy to, to, to serve in that capacity. I didn't, uh, that dude's stoned. She's a little high. He's really stoned. <laughs> Questions they should ask the president. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty on the man. Armstrong and Getty. To my Republican colleagues who introduced this resolution, I thank you. You honor me with your enmity. You flatter me with this falsehood. Your words tell me that I have been effective in the defense of our democracy, and I am grateful. That's a congressional version of, I know you are, but what am I, basically. Um, uh, uh, that's Adam Schiff. He got censured by Republicans for being a lying bastard. I'm sorry, that was gratuitous. Sorry, swear jar, dollar in the swear jar. I didn't need to say that. He's a horrible... Sorry, crazy lady. He is a horrible human being. Utterly, to his core, to his spinal cord, dishonest. Your censure is a badge of honor. It makes me feel like I'm doing what is right for the American people. All right, whatever. Nice act. Wow, what a piece of garbage. He might be a U.S. senator soon. Yippee! So what 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 idiotic state could possibly make a mistake that profound? Oh, California. Okay. We had an early dinner. So whenever you have a foreign leader at the White House, you take questions. It's part of the deal, part of the routine. Usually wouldn't be notable. 
for other presidents because they regularly take questions, so it wouldn't stand out. But Joe Biden never takes questions. <laughs> so the fact that he's taking any today is a big deal. Because uh, he had get a chance to ask him something. Mark Halpern writing in his newsletter today. First, he starts with Halpern's rules for press conference questions to presidents. No multi-part questions. No yes, no questions. No long questions. No questions they've been asked before. And no questions they are expecting. I wish they did all follow those rules. But uh, he writes, so rather than ask Joe Biden various versions of how much of a threat is Donald Trump to democracy? How about some of these with a degree of difficulty that would typically apply to, say, a Republican president's? Yeah, they always ask. Softballs to the Democrats, probing difficult questions to Republicans. It's always been that way. But each one of these questions he suggests, which won't be asked, by the way, are uh, their own conversation starter. Is President Xi of China your friend, a dictator, or both? Please explain your answer. That'd be a good one. I, you know, it's funny, my immediate reaction, this was not a premeditated political, I'm a talk show host reaction. My immediate reaction was, I don't want Biden asked that question. Yeah, I'm not sure that's good for the nation, honestly. I don't think he can handle it. Yeah, that one, I'd, I'd rather you didn't ask. How about this? Tell us the circumstances under which your son Hunter flew to China on Air Force Two with you when you were a vice president to strike a business deal. Yeah, lay that out for us. Wow. Yeah. Your son Hunter is a millionaire who cheated on his taxes, endangered the lives of children through the illegal handling of a gun, and facilitated the sex trafficking of women. We know you, of course, love your son, but do you? What, but what do you have to say to the nation about that behavior? Wow. Have him say something negative about I'm that behavior. I'm proud of my son. My son did nothing wrong. Do we still have that montage? He's the smartest guy I know. I'm proud of my son. This is a good one. More Democrats should be asked about, and certainly the president. What limits would you put on a woman's right to abort babies in the ninth month of pregnancy? Oh, wow. Because that puts you in a position of having to have some limits. Because they get away with pretending you don't need to address that. Right. Because they're never asked. Right. I take your question. <laughs> when is it not okay to abort a, a, a fetus? Because I read Mark Halperin so much, I know that he's got a, a, a burr in his saddle about this one, so this would be one of his questions. How would you compare your qualifications to be president right now with those of Vice President Harris? Ooh! Oh, <laughs> now that's a little out of bounds, even for me. Come on now. That's just like what I'm always talking to my kids about. You're trying to start a fight. I can tell what you're doing with your brother. You're trying to start a fight. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. That's what that is. You're trying to start a fight. (laughs) God save the queen, man. God, this is a good one, too. In in June of last year at a public event, you spoke to Congresswoman Jackie Walerski, who had passed away. Please explain why you did that. (laughs) <laughs> now he's trolling yeah, okay but, now but, he's trolling but his premise was ask the same sort of questions you would ask a republican they would oh. absolutely ask george w bush or donald trump the, that sort of follow-up question to anything like that so brutal and unfair is in play yeah okay yeah yeah you know what i drifted away from his premise but thanks for the reminder where's jackie 
I'm saving the one I want to discuss the most for last, but which politics of your administration have made the border with Mexico more secure and which have made it less secure? That's a that's a flat out good journalistic question right there. That's not trying to start a fight. That's just that's something that needs to be answered. But here's one I like. Tell us about your granddaughter Sailor. Oh my. So he's got the image, or has gotten away with having the image, of Grandpa Joe regularly lists from memory, as a guy with dementia, all his grandkids, and talks about them being at Easter or Thanksgiving or whatever it was, has never mentioned her. Never acknowledged her, as they say. Why does she not count Grandpa Joe? Wow, interesting question. Tell us about your... Not born of a, a union or a marriage or anything. Born of a wasted fornication. I'm not defending it. I'm just thinking it through. Well, okay, but then he'd have to say that doesn't count because it was a one-night stand with a stripper? I mean, is, is Grandpa Joe going to say that? Right. She's got our genetics, but not part of our family. You have to say that. Unless you can claim, yeah, the mom wants no contact with any of us. That would be the only answer anywhere near. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, yeah, whether it's true or not, that's the only answer I can think of that would would be at all successful. I believe she was angling toward having the last name Biden and uh, and oh, and, that's right. and and Hunter and lawyers fought to keep that from happening, which is kind of a weird thing to fight because. You know, anybody can change their name to anything. You can go down to the courthouse, depending on where you live, and pay 25 to $150 and change your name to... I can change well, my name to David Letterman this afternoon if I wanted to. Well, that's why my legal name is Superstar Kickass. <laughs> <laughs> Only cost me 75 bucks. So the idea you're not allowed to be named Biden is... What? You can't stop me. Wow. And, and honestly, among folks... Cultures where many children are born out of wedlock, the child almost always has the dad's last name. Right. Is that is that fair or unfair? I that, take your question. Is that question fair or unfair? Oh, the original to, one? To get into that, tell us about your, your uh, granddaughter, Sailor. Is that unfair? I wouldn't ask it at a, uh, 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 what do you call it, with the foreign leader. But again, the reason uh, you have to ask it there is he never takes questions ever. It's your only opportunity. Well, right. Yeah, I could see asking it on the campaign trail. I think that's fair game because virtually everything's fair game. Well, you know, the more I think about it, because I was leaning toward unfair. It's a complicated situation. God, I don't know. How how am I how am I gonna feel about like if one of my sons has a one night stand with some chick on the other side of the country, barely knows they have a kid? What role does that kid play in my life? I don't even know the honest answer to that. What if mom wants very much to be that child to be part of your family? I would tell my son, you're gonna be dad to that kid. You are dad, and you are going to be dad. Right. But um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. But on the other hand, if you're gonna get the positives that you're getting, there's a reason Joe Biden names all the grandkids out loud to reporters. 
he gets a benefit. He gets a political benefit from the image of being the loving grandpa. So if you're getting, you know, in his private life, he can do whatever he wants. But if you're going to get some public benefit, maybe votes for playing that role. Okay. Tell us about your granddaughter, Sailor. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Well, and again, I'm getting back to would they ask... You know, uh, I'm trying to think of a Republican candidate with an adult with if, adult if, kids. But if, it doesn't matter. Would they if, ask a, a, a Republican president? If, yes. If uh, if Eric Trump had a, a granddaughter with some kid, you don't think they'd ask Donald Trump that? What's your role in, uh, you know, the name of whatever kid? Arakina. In their life. Yeah, they'd ask that question. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. None of those questions will be asked, though. It'll be some version of... How big a danger is Donald Trump to democracy? Is it tough being as wonderful as you are? Oh, boy. Speaking of politicians who are fawned over, the all-time champ, probably Barack Obama of Hawaii, Wall Street Journal has taken note of the way Obama's been blasting away at Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and have some strong words and some really good interpretation for why would he do that? Interesting. Um. Before we get to that, really, or anything else, a quick word from our friends and sponsors I, at Simply Safe Home Security. I yes. need to tell you about the coming cage match between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. I wish you would. So wait. Because I find that a surprising thing to happen. The wrath of Mark. That's right. So stay tuned for that. Did you know Simply Safe Home Security was once again named the best home security system by U.S. News and World Report, and they are not, not, not resting on their laurels. They're always innovating, always working on the next thing to help keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7, like their new 2-in-1 smoke and CO detector. It can distinguish between fire, a real fire, and cooking smoke. So your home is protected, but you get fewer false alarms. That's handy. Every time I overcook the bacon, which is always, all of a sudden, with the old-timey uh, smoke sensors. You need the new fancy ones. That's pretty handy. Simply Safe is 24-7 professional monitoring service. Trained agents stand ready to respond to police, firefighter, EMT, whatever you're going to need at your door. They can figure that out. Monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. And they've got a comprehensive suite of advanced security cameras, sensors, hazard detectors for seamless whole home monitoring. Great service, too. No reason to wait. Right now, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for interactive monitoring. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'll do this quickly. It started, uh, well, Variety Magazine has picked up on how it started in in totally normal news, it says here, (laughs) which is really funny. (laughs) In totally normal news, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk might be in a high-profile fight soon. It all started with Musk's response on uh, June 20th Twitter thread mocking Zuckerberg, which said, I'm up for a cage match if he is. The crack was in response to a user saying Zuckerberg does the jujitsu, practices jujitsu. So Elon said, okay, well, I'm up for a cage match if he is. To which Zuckerberg replied, send me the location. Variety reached out to Meadow about Zuckerberg's message, and a spokesman confirmed that the story speaks for itself. Wow. Wow. Tech giant hardassery. <laughs> You know, sometimes you can't tell from television, but the way it looks on television, I think Elon Musk would beat the living 
hell out of Mark Zuckerberg. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a much bigger guy than I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. In fact, I've never contemplated the question. You so haven't. I'm kind of, I'm kind of flat-footed on this well, one. I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about which tech billionaire could whoop the ass <laughs> of the other tech billionaire. I tell you who I like. Now, age is a thing. Sure. But uh, Bezos. Bezos is ripped these days. He Jeffrey, is, is, that's Jeffrey the guy. Bezos. Right, yes, we know. Uh, he and his uh, uh, hot, hot, middle-aged new squeeze uh, spent a lot of time in the gym, clearly. I think my 11-year-old could take Warren Buffett. <laughs> well, he's not a tech billionaire. Or is it just all billionaires? You I don't imagine know. I don't in know. hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. That's probably enough of that. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We started judging people by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. And the left, and the left 
They refused to deal with America in 2023 and not 1923 because they know that the truth of my life disproves the lies of their radical agenda. They don't want to educate our kids. They want to indoctrinate our kids. They don't want to teach American history. That's that's good stuff there. Tim Scott, Senator of South Carolina, candidate for president. Uh, it's it's interesting, the uh, the attacks that he's getting now. It's not surprising, but it's interesting, including, as the Wall Street Journal points out, from Barack Obama. And it Obama! just occurred to me, we had, well, that's the guy. We had the tape, and I forgot to ask for it, but um, he was on a, a podcast the other day with uh, one of his old uh, cohort. And um, and he, as the Wall Street Journal points out, Obama, who doesn't riff by accident, went after Mr. Scott and Nikki Haley. I think there's, quote, a long history of African-American or other minority candidates within the Republican Party who will validate America and say everything's great and we can make it. I mean, Nikki Haley, I think, has a similar approach. I'm not being cynical about Tim Scott individually. I may be suggesting that the rhetoric of can't we all get along has to be undergirded with an honest accounting of our past and present etc etc blah 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 it doesn't have a plan for how do we address crippling generational poverty that's a consequence of hundreds of years of racism in this society and the wall street journal's uh, editorial is entitled why barack obama attacks tim scott you know what i'd like to uh, speaking of uh follow-up questions or questions the press should ask joe biden just because i think it'd be complicated i'd like to ask barack obama that okay the generational uh, poverty of all the white families in America. Lots and lots. Of, look, look at Appalachia. Look at, you know, what's that senator from Ohio wrote that book? Um, uh, duh, duh, duh. Sure, Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. J.D. Vance. Yeah, yeah, all that. So if uh, if you're black, generational poverty is racism. How about uh, the white people? So that's just laziness or stupidity or what? what do you put on that? Great question. Interesting question. So why is Obama criticizing culture, Tim Scott? Or culture, because right. it doesn't have to be laziness or stupidity. Um, Nobody ever culture? wants to talk about culture unless it's good. Right. Here's Tim Scott's answer as to why Obama criticizes him. 70. And the left. We all know this to be true. The left. <laughs> the left weaponizes race. Whenever they're losing an argument, that does my grandfather a disjustice, an injustice. It's disrespectful. So that's part of it. Yeah. Um, he should be Street. catching on more than he is. Yeah, I know. It's too bad. You'd think Mr. Obama, of all people, would be pleased to see minority candidates with serious credentials compete as Republicans for the White House. If both parties competed for the votes of minorities, that could make race less of a polarizing force in American life. But Democrats can't abide that, or it might upset their advantage among minority voters. If Republicans ever broke through to win 20% of the black vote, for example, Republicans would become the majority party. Democrats want to keep racial tensions boiling with accusations about Jim Crow 2.0 and systemic racism, lest more minority voters give GOP candidates a hearing. Mr. Scott is a particular threat because, he's often, as he often notes, his life story symbolizes the country's racial evolution. He has never sugarcoated America's racist history, noting how he's experienced it in his own life, but he doesn't use that as an excuse to deny progress. His ideas to reduce poverty are far better than Mr. Obama's default to government dependency and failing public schools. 
Mr. Scott wants to free minorities from union schools and escape poverty by giving them more economic opportunity. Those ideas are a dagger pointed at the heart of the progressive project that sustains a permanent underclass dependent on democratic welfare programs. That is the real reason Mr. Obama is attacking Mr. Scott and Ms. Haley. Well, I still say Joe Biden calling what was happening in Georgia Jim Crow 2.0 is the worst thing he's ever said. Just absolutely awful. I'm reading a biography of Louis Armstrong, and it's set in the, the 20s currently as I'm reading it. And Man, life for people who were black in the South at that time with Jim Crow laws, just horrific. Yeah, and awful. to act like 2.0, this is Jim Crow on steroids. Are you insane? We're always talking about how politicians don't want to solve a problem because having the problem gets people to the polls and gets them contributions. Number one problem Democrats never can solve, they must not solve, is the travails of black America. Poverty, lack of education. They won't solve it. They can't. We do four hours. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Strong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.